some of them. You're wasting all your time and money on models. Paint what you have. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Model Club TV episode 80. Uh, we had a little bit of an issue, like 20 minutes before we started, and Scott had to uh, step out of recording this evening. So the, the most amazing gentleman, Rob Madison, is going to co-host the entire episode with us. Hey, Thank you, Rob. How are you? Hey, everybody. I'm great. How are you, Jason? I, I was great. <laughs> um, was. I was looking forward to tonight, and now I kind of just, but we'll figure it out. Uh, we'll Rob was going to be our guest, and I figured, hey, we'll just have him on for the whole thing. So we're just trying to like get slides out to Rob real quick so he can see what we were going to talk about and everything. How are you, sir? I'm great, Jason. It's been a busy time. My mom's moving into some assisted living kind of thing, so we've been really super busy. But the families all got together, and most importantly, I don't know if I should wait till later, but my kids came home last weekend and actually painted figures with me. That's awesome. No, we well, can talk about no. that now. Yeah. It took like them to be adults to do this, <laughs> but it was the greatest weekend of my life having all of my kids kind of paint. Oh, that's awesome. So you and David Horvath now have the the family painting together. That's fantastic. Yeah. What it did just you started. I'm, what I'm did excited. you paint? What were they painting? Uh they were helping me paint my Warhammer guys because we're getting ready to play kill team in Warhammer 40k. Oh, are we allowed <laughs> to even talk about that on this channel? I don't you know, I, I don't know I, their I, models and I paint them. So I'm going to say yes. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll come back to that All like right. as we get going here. Cause yeah. you've been sending me pictures and kill teams, a game that I really want to start playing. I've played a couple in here and there, but I have so, so far every box set <laughs> I just have anyone to play with. So we'll get back to that in a second. So otherwise let's try this. Have you watched any movies? I have, oh. I have watched movies. I was oh so my excited. Gosh. <laughs> I know, I, you know, every time I watch the episode, I'm kind of disappointed only one of you watch movies, so it's like, <laughs> I, I want to, and now I got, I think I watched when you didn't, I saw No One Will Save You. Yes, so talk to us about that, how is, like, did you like it? Yeah, it's Alien, so me and my wife had different opinions on it, the main character is the young lady from End of the Effing World on Netflix. Okay. And we really like her as an actress. Wait but a minute, is that the one where she's walking around talking to everybody? It's the one where she's hanging out with the young kind of wannabe little killer guy. Okay, no. I'm thinking of something different where there's a yeah. comment coming. Yeah. And she's like but talking it, to her former self. Anyway. All right. No, I don't think that it might be the same actress, but I don't know. I'm not okay. sure. But she's it's definitely an alien movie. There's no doubt about it. They don't hide any facts from little to big. You get a little bit of everything. And there's a dark backstory that you get to try to live with and Either you're going to like it because the main actress maybe says 20 words in the entire film or you're not. See, I like that. And I dug it. I, I like did. that. I, did. Uh, I have an irrational fear of aliens. <laughs> like, like, did you ever see communion? Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. So you know what communion when he's laying in bed and that first alien just kind of creeps around the door frame. Yep. Forget about it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. So anytime, my... like people I know will send me alien pictures like that <laughs> to just screw with me. And I just, oh, uh. one of my oldest nightmares is the um, burnt bodies from War of the Worlds. Yes. And we only saw it in black and white back when I was a kid on TV. So you'd see these gray shadows of people on the ground and it just freaked me out. 
was it oh, was it Spangoli that called them coffee grounds? I think or something <laughs> on the ground when I was watching it. Yeah, totally. That was a pretty. We've talked about War of the Worlds a lot on here, and that's a pretty brutal movie when you get down and really think about what those things were doing to people. Oh yeah, pff, just yeah. dusting them. And every uh, version, of it, you know? yeah, every version. Yeah. Uh, so you was one played off with a book more. Where can we find that movie that you're talking? The uh, Hulu. Hulu Hulu's got it, it on. Okay. Hulu. Cool. Yep. There's a few. There's Hulu has some other stuff coming out. I want to watch too, like wh- something about web what crawler oh, or something. After I, I know Friday night at Freddy's comes out pretty soon on Peacock or Paramount. I'll Kids watch. keep talking about it at school. <laughs> I'm afraid it's going to be a duplicate of the Banana Splits movie they made a couple oh, years ago. I hope disappointed it's disappointed me so greatly, which, which I have not seen, but I kind of heard other people de- be disappointed about it, so I didn't end up watching it so if i can give you one little highlight on the banana splits movie in the dvd or blu-ray they have a making of and they show you how they overshoot and use contrast and color correction and stuff Uh so if the movie was crappy at least i learned some cool stuff in in the making of (laughs) stuff that's awesome any other movies you saw um i've been so i want to talk to you about this monster magazine whenever you want to talk about it. it's called monster magazine it's just monster with an exclamation point it's it's a kind of a pamphlet book and it was i think it was created in 13 or 14. okay there's like 54 35 issues of it and one of my summer goals was to read the entire series well it's really dense and it's full of i love famous monsters i love fangoria i grew up with them all but this movie is for the real movie watcher who wants to know what that director directed what those actors actually did from the lowest cast to the highest cast. But more importantly, they're sharing only monsters, no slashers, no nothing. It's all about monsters. You get Mexican, Indian, Japanese, Chinese, Thai, Korean, Vietnamese monsters that I've never heard of. So yeah. I've really been into the Mexican monsters, like Shippa monsters. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's just a great movie. And a lot of this you can find out on YouTube. Okay. But I can't recommend the magazine enough. It's okay. I'm diving in every day. I'm reading about a movie. I have to go find it because they've given me so much to absorb about it that it just gets you pumped up. Okay, send me a link afterwards. And make sure that I get a picture I of sure will. something. Okay, I sure will. Cool. That, that and, sounds and great. Funny. They're printed on Amazon. So in the back of the book, it's like two days be- after you ordered <laughs> it or before you got it to your door. That's it's pretty like, cool. It's not off the press. You can yeah. smell on these things. Nice. Uh, yeah. I just saw that there's a famous monsters convention happening. Oh, I didn't see that. Just out of the blue, because I follow them on Instagram, and there was like, hey, the Famous Monsters convention's coming. And so I was like, holy crap, maybe that yeah. would be worth going to one day. It's just, I think it's like soon, so. You saw Flash, right? I did not. Well, you haven't yet. But you can talk all about it, because I watched like enough. Like a school. <laughs> is, it, is that the best? Give us a quick. I'm really easy, so. You're not a hateful, horrible person I'm like not. me. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a superhero guy. I used to own a comic shop, so yeah. I, I'm banked on it. There were parts of it I didn't like. There were parts of it I really liked. And I was okay with the overall film. I'll watch it again. Where Black Adam, I don't know if I'll ever watch again, even though I was semi-entertained during Black Adam. It was, yeah. Black Adam was kind of just one of those throwaway, yeah. entertaining. I watched like, it just... for Hawkman and uh, Dr. Fate. Yeah. Hawkman and, and Dr. Fate, they look cool. They look cool. They in that. I thought they did a good job with those characters. And Keaton was good. 
yeah like yeah you flush you know you hear the music and he's there and he says the line and you get a little blush like you did when you read dark knight returns and you open that page and you go holy shit this is cool stuff <laughs> oh, wait has it been seven minutes yeah oh good because i couldn't swear in the first seven yes minutes. It's, it's eight minutes now so you're okay good. and i don't think we're gonna <laughs> i don't think we're gonna edit anything so yes swear away we're good that's all right we're totally good uh how's uh work going Works good. good. It's busy. I work at a university. Yeah. Um, we're getting built up for GeekCon, which is in December. It's a big convention. I used to do a comic book convention in town called the Eau Claire Comic Con. Uh, we started that in 04, and we kind of kept it going, and then we gave it to some friends. And I started GeekCon in 17, which is more of a passion convention. So I tend to show my monster masks or my 3D stuff or whatever paintings I've done or whatever. And then we'll have knitters on this side and 3D printers on this side and popcorn makers on this side and board game room, esports room, Lego room. It's kind of a convention of all passions to kind of show students that us staff and faculty and other students have outside lives outside of just being shirt wearing people at university. That's pretty cool. What is the of the of the presenters or vendors? What's the age range? Is it all over the place? Yeah, it's all over the place. Okay. Oh, and first of all, I'm not a faculty. I'm just a videographer at a university. <laughs> I don't want people to think that I'm like a professor or something. <laughs> just go. Yeah, yeah, I could. I'm Dr. <laughs> Rob. Dr. Rob is with us. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I work with awesome people. I Very really cool. Yeah. But that, because I saw just, I think I saw GeekCon share your little blurb yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. About your, about, I think you were the first person they were talking about. And it sounds really fun. So you said 2017 was? Yeah, the, the first, first one. Yeah. And so this is the seventh one. The COVID, we even did it, but we did it as a TV show. Oh, cool. We did the whole thing in studio, recorded everything, played it. You know, it, it worked out really well. Very cool. That sounds awesome. When is yeah, it? it Just is, for, for people that, that are in the area? What's that? When is it? So people in the uh, area? December 2nd, and it's from like 10 to 4. Okay. And there's, I'll have my monster mass. It, it's truly the most positive day outside of Wonderfest that I get to hang out and with a group of people. That's okay. Did we say where are you? I'm in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Give people the general idea of where I'm that an is. hour away from St. Paul. Okay. Hour and fifteen minutes from St. Paul. So kind of like north west. Of yeah. Yep. If Madison. you drive four up, yeah, you're gonna go right by me. Cool. So, I think yeah, I drove if, through there. If anybody drives 94 up, feel free. Steve Iverson tends to stop by and people do when they head out past me. Very cool. I uh, got uh, Bon, bon Ogle stopped by the summer. We had coffee together and Bon is a collector and model guy too. That's very cool. Let's, you know what? Let's just continue like we're doing the interview now. We'll jump into the, we'll, we'll switch it up. All right. So that's cool. Um, Oh, do you sure you don't want to do the giveaway first? People get excited. Oh, you know what? Should yeah, let's do the giveaway first. You know, I, I hate be, uh, uh, make people wait for a giveaway yeah. just to me yeah. talk. And well, and no matter what people say about me being nice, you're in an awesome hobby. You and Scott are doing what I did for years, and I know the sacrifice you guys make. Well, I want to say thank you for inspiring us a little bit well, <laughs> as well, and well, continuing to do what you're doing with your channels. And we'll talk about all of those. Yeah, we will. With Monster but... Model Review and Board Game Archaeology. Um, for sure. I mean, you'd be making masks and stuff if you weren't doing what you were doing. I probably would be. And I, <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> Dude, I know you I would. finally finished a mo I like this close to finishing a kit for the first time in a very long time is that snake eyes 
that's been sitting on my desk. It's almost done. I just, and I don't think maybe we could talk about that a little bit. Uh, I don't think people realize how much goes into editing, even oh when God. it looks like I don't edit because I kind of try not to make it right fancy. It takes a long time. It and takes at least as long as it is, plus about three more times. Yes. <laughs> I was explaining that in the comments in I the other video. It's usually about three hours time. per mm-hmm. at least. And if the three plus, like you said, yeah. Well, you watch it, you stop, you edit, you tweak, you have to rewatch what yep. you've done again. Yep. And it's... then when you're done, do you watch it all again? Or no, I can't. <laughs> do you? you know, that used to be my soul stealer when I used to do bigger projects. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I no. And that's why when things get past me, cause I'm the only one that sees it and there might be a typo that someone complains about. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I, I try my best, <laughs> try my best. <laughs> If it makes you feel any better, I got a crew of people that will all look at something and see the misspelling and not see it. And sometimes it's just because I backspaced and I had a sentence and I left a word and I didn't. Speaking of screw ups, (laughs) the giveaway. Yes. So this screw up was I called Jesse Rubin, Jesse Goodwin. (laughs) And I am so sorry, Jesse Rubin. So everybody. This is sculpted by Jesse Rubin. I'll put his information down on Facebook. If you want to check out some of his stuff over there, this is available through Gilman Productions. Uh, let me, let's, you know what? Speaking of screw ups, let's see if this works. If I scoot over to the web window board. Oh, it worked. Holy crap. All right. So we have the painted version that he has up there. And I, I really, I, you know what? I kind of want to have Jesse on Jesse. I'm going to reach out to you at some point. I got to know how you painted the little tiny gray hairs. It really is. <laughs> Dude, phenomenal. It's seriously. It's crazy. I, I absolutely love this paint job. So let's, I know this is going to go sideways and let me get a web window with. All right, Rob, tell me when to quit shuffling for our winner. Is it spinning? No, it's shuffling. Tell me when to stop shuffling. Oh, stop. Stop now. All right. Spinning. <laughs> <laughs> for people that don't know scott and rob they people who are they can't see this i'm the only one that sees it oh roy a borrow has won that Yay. good job roy i'll get this send me an email at modelclubtv at gmail.com and i will get this out to you let me get the right thing back up here there we go thank you good job roy and thank you paul gill gillman productions and thank you jesse rubin for sculpting that amazing piece and the beautiful paint job. Like, ugh. I think all of us lucky people who win things should paint them up so they can be on the gallery at the end of the show. That, you know what? That happens sometimes. <laughs> Very I rare, though. That I got from Mark. It's beautiful. <sighs> it's right up here. Over there. <laughs> I have to move everything. We're gonna, yeah, we're going to have to do a, a look around. All right, where are we? So we got that. News and reviews. We'll skip down to what your stuff. We'll do news and reviews in a little bit. Let's talk about Phil. I just wanted to give Phil a couple minutes of our time because, you know, we lost him and he was a good guy. He really was an inspiration to Monster Model Review. He knew that I was kind of finding other hobbies and spending time doing things. And he really kept me kind of on the edit thing and making videos and keep doing things. And without him, I think the last two years, I wouldn't have had almost any output. But he always was so excited and so helpful and I'd be whiny and he'd be so helpful and kick it out and give me a script and rewrite and 
he's just a sweet guy and i just want people to know in this hobby how cool he was along with everybody else we've lost i mean we see it more and more an amazing figure modeler and stuff like that and you know it's these are the people that made our hobby and, and made us love our hobby and and uh, we just gotta i think you know as i do with my loved ones that i've that are gone we just got to talk about them and think about them and yeah be part of our lives forever you know i think so too and just this one picture that you used for his tribute i think sums up phil perfectly like is that maddie or the one where he's, one where he's with, got where he's listed all his pictures it's just picture so, so it's so phil like it's just like really great guy and it's like you said we got to keep talking about these people yeah diane and rod hickey got me my the maddie kit that i sent you a picture of yep that's the one phil painted for my episode and so, painted for me and that's still that's going to be my treasure forever forever uh, that phil gave me yeah so i want to let's jump right into that so how long before you sculpted maddie in zbrush yeah how much time did you put in before the of learning how to do ZBrush. Well, I spent the first year dealing with Blender. Okay. And it haunted me. And luckily I, I had good people around me and they, I got a good copy of ZBrush, a legal copy of ZBrush. And um, I have to say with uh, Tony Cipriano and Mike, Michael Berglund, I mean, those two were so instrumental about helping me. I can learn online, but these two guys with, with Tony's videos, uh, that uh, the bear one that he did the very first video that tony made yeah in zbrush i did that and that's when i did maddie i did exactly what he did i followed the <laughs> class completely and for some reason my kit came out like a monster i don't get why i always blame tony for this <laughs> but following tony doing that learning some of the tricks that he knew really got me going and then Michael and I got, you know, his son came to school and we lived like an hour and a half away. So we became really close and found out that we're really knitted in what our beliefs were and with our people and stuff. Yeah. And our, our birthdays and anniversaries kind of jive even, which is really funny. But Michael's always there and he's always there for me. If I go, hey, dude, how do I do this? How do I do this? It's like, oh, come on, you can do this, 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 this. Michael's the best at inspiring me to go forward. Okay. And sculpting because I'll I'll write them and say I, I hit a wall I'm whiny I'm not going to do this anymore and I go oh man you could do it it's beautiful it's beautiful nothing makes you feel better when two pros tell you your shit's cool right <laughs> you know yeah. when Tony Tony saw my Maddie and I I gave him, I, I wrote him and said hey look I took your class look what happened I, I did Maddie and he goes he goes you're fantastic you're doing real things i'm copying spider-man i'm copying captain america right you're stuff that's all you that was such so cool that tony said that and and we know how talented these guys are so absolutely yes you know, it's like when i'm at rights and at wonderfest and he told me my video was great it's like okay yep that's so kind of what's I'm sure the best way to phrase this question. There's been a lot of like, for people who aren't into the digital sculpting thing, there's been a lot of drama with ZBrush Blender with ZBrush being bought out by Maxon and, and mm. licenses now kind of going yep. away and you have to like, so I had bought ZBrush right before the, the license issue happened and they were bought out. And so I no longer get free updates. And, right. and is that where you're at too? Yep. With it, and I'll stay there, and then I'll learn Blender if I have to. Okay, so that's yeah, that was my question. So, 
is Blender a lot different, harder, easier? If people don't want to spend the money in, in do ZBrush, is Blender equivalent enough to? Yes. Okay. And there's classes out there. I wish Tony could step back and do that for us, but I don't think he'll ever do that because he's so no. good at what he's doing. <laughs> Same with Michael. Um, I thought in the beginning, I thought Blender's navigation was easier. You could okay. do it almost with a single hand. And that's one thing I have against Blender and the Adobe Substance Modeler, which I've been trying, but I'm not really into that at all. Um, Blender, I thought navigation, I, I opened it up and I started sculpting. And it, and it was pretty easy, but bringing objects in and starting to do some of that trickier stuff that ZBrush has built in. Um, and the, once you go to a different software, it's hard to go back. Yeah. But I that, know right. I'm going to go back because I'm a maxim. I'm not sure how long they'll have it or how much money they'll squeeze out of us for that. Right. It already happened once. And this is not cheap software. No. So people think that we can just run out and buy ZBrush for a hundred bucks and start sculpting. No, no. it's not. I'll tell you, it was $900. Yeah. I, like, yeah. So it's an investment and, and that made me sculpt more than anything is that <laughs> right. kind of investment, right? Yep. It's like anything I do, even my, with my mask, if I'm going to invest four or $500 of family funds, you know, we want to retire someday. I got to figure out a way that I can kind of make some money back. Yeah. So, you know, I do. And there are some really cheap free options because I have a student and this is kind of awesome. I have a, she's in eighth grade now, special ed student, immigrant. Her mom's just became a citizen. So I can't talk, like, I don't want to give any more identifying things um, from Africa, like uh, special ed student. Awesome. She has a tablet with some sort of sculpting software on there. I know and, what it is. And it's, I forget, I think Jamie side pointed it out to me and now I forgot what it is. And Michael's been pushing it on me, and I, I have it, like, highlighted, but I haven't, because it's an iPad thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and she's just been easy. doing, like, these really rudimentary, like, little weird things on there. And she knows I have printers. And she's like, so last year she did it, and she just did it a couple weeks ago. She's like, can you print this? And I'm like, hell yes. Whatever. Like, for a kid that's just screwing around, just to get that seed in their brain of, like, oh, I can make something. Or someone, there's a way, like, to, just to keep encouraging it. I'll put whatever I, I she was wants. Like 58 when that happened to me. <laughs> the, the second I saw a filament printout of something I sculpted, it was horrible. I, the filament, you can see all the ridges. Yeah. And everything. But I knew at that moment, life has changed. Yeah. And I knew I'd go sculpt more specifically to get printed. And then I started looking at resin right away. And the second that Mars came out, I've had my Mars for like four years now or something like that. Yeah. I, I love my little guy. How many printers do you have? What which you have a no, Mars? I, have two. I just got the Saturn. One thing you guys okay. don't warn people about: those Saturns are much more guzzly than than the little guys are. Wait, you get a and Jupiter and you're filling things. up like buckets into that. Right, right. And, uh, getting the Saturn was a life changer again. I yeah, mean, it was. I started printing bigger things. I started making things I really wanted to make that I just didn't want to cut up before. Right. It's amazing. But yeah, I think I'll go back to Blender. I've picked, I've been kind of playing with it anyway. I know if our school goes that way, we're going to go Blender because it's free. Right. And I think it's good that a couple of us tech guys in our department knows know how to Blender. Know. So, yeah. Um, I, this other picture you yeah, have of Phil, um, let me pull it back up where he's got the drill and the Dremel tool. It's oh, just, yeah. Like, yeah. It's a, he would like, take that's a Phil. Picture. It's so cool. Every time we do an episode, he would 
pose for a new picture, pose for, and I, I think Diana took all the pictures, you know. Oh, that's great. But he was always clowning and joking and. Oh, so cool. I got another Maddie picture. So here's the final result, the painted version that people can see on screen. Is right that now. Bill's version or my version? Uh, this is the, with the red shirt, with the white is background. Is it a diorama or not diorama? Not diorama. That's Bill. Okay. Yeah. Just the Bill did my straight kit for me. Mm -hmm. I did the big diorama that I took to Wonderfest a couple yeah. years ago. Good job, Bill. There's your masks. You've been getting into masks, my friend. I did. And, and this is one of those things I've wanted to do all my life and finally just decided I had to do it. <laughs> I just had to. I, I saw an ad for that, the H2O Ed head. Uh-huh. You know, the gray head. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, you know, for 40 bucks, 49 bucks, I can get that. And sitting then, right there. <laughs> That's why I looked over my shoulder. I remember how I tried to keep it clean in the beginning, too. <laughs> <laughs> you try, right? Before you spray paint it and everything like yep. that. But no, I, I saw that for sale. And then I started going, yeah, I've always wanted to do this. I'm getting old. And if I don't do the shit I want to do, I'm not going to do it. And, and I kind of made a promise to myself six years ago to try something new every year so that was kind of like i learned how to paint in photoshop i learned how to 3d sculpt and print i learned how to make masks um i picked up a guitar i hope to do something with but i don't know yet and what you said about trying to learn something new every year i think that is something that i think that's sound advice for everybody because how many people do we know that don't do anything after 50 like mm -hmm. to just start to waste away at that point. We Whereas, see it yeah. Right. And it, and I don't want to get depressing here, no. but I mean, that's one way to keep your, keep healthy is to be learning yeah. things and doing things and trying things and keeping your brain active and doing stuff. And as we, even now my brain, I can't remember shit. At the time. <laughs> like what, oh, what am I doing? Trying to do game shows about game. I know the what the heck. I can't remember Warhammer rules for like the one time I played and tried to go back. I don't know how you do it. I like since COVID Hunter and I have done some 80, some episodes of uh, board game archeology span or board game, whatever. And I don't know if I could go back and play the games. <laughs> Let's talk rules. about that for one second. Too. We'll come back. We're all over the place, but that's we totally are. fine. So the that's board game archeology, span when you, when you and Hunter, cause it's an awesome show If people, I'll put the links down below. What, what you guys do is go and find old board games and just do a quick or they're right there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and run through the rules and give a quick demo game of how it plays and your thoughts on it. And I think it's uh, one of the, I don't think, are there other people that do that on YouTube? Like, yeah, I know, there are, there are. Okay. Yeah, but I think the I think way you do it differently, but yeah. There's... And yours is very simple and straightforward, short, not like, it's awesome how you do it. So yeah, everybody people, go check I think that either out. Get more into the rules or more into it's not, we're talking about the art and the playability. Yeah. Yep. Just stuff like that. Very uh, yeah. Great channel. Great stuff. Thanks. What's the worst game you've ever found that oh, you've put hey, out? That's there? coming up. Is it? Um, okay. <laughs> we have a, a game called Shifty Gears. And it's these gears on a board. It's unplayable. Okay. It I also had one of the famous monster fold-out games. There was some some episodes of Famous Monsters, Creepy, Eerie, and Vampirella had fold-out games in the cover. I scanned them all, and we did episodes on a number of those. There was one that was simply unplayable. You couldn't win. You just couldn't win. We never won. But Shifty Gears, which is probably like right there, 
um, it's it's these gears that you got to put together to make a little flag come up. It's virtually impossible to do it <laughs> unless you do it exactly one way. Hunter and I stopped playing the game and just tried to do it, and it took us 15 minutes to get it to actually oh work gosh. right. Oh, my gosh. So that was the worst, I think, game. Best and, game and, you've ever found. The best? Are you- I don't know. I think the most modern one, I think, for playability, even tonight, we had game night at work. Um, another one of those events that I kind of started, but we at work every month on Wednesday, the second Wednesday, we play games. And uh, Horrified has become one of my go-tos because okay. I can teach anybody how to play it in a single sit-down. By the second person going through, people are driving with the rules and playing the game. It's super cool. easy. And we get to play with our universal monster friends. Yeah. Um, I did make a Slee Stack version of it with the whole Land of the Lost crew yep. that I've given away to the Land of the Lost crew. And even though it's cool and it looks great, it's still unplayable. I have not <laughs> not slaughtered by Slee Stacks. Every time we play it, the Slee Stacks just kill, 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 kill. But that seems okay, about cool. right. I mean, they're so slow. <laughs> Zombies are slow. Well, it depends on the movie. Yeah, but I'll fix it. It's all about numbers, and that's kind of the fun of creating game, you know, things. I don't think, like, especially like Warhammer and those type of games, to be able to balance the rules and make, like, a nightmare. Just a straight nightmare to get that stuff to work. Warhammer's, what, 30 years old, 35 years old? Fantasy Battles, I think, is turning 40. Well, it's coming back. But I think the first Warhammer Fantasy Battle game came out, it's like 43, 40 years old. It was, like, 83, I think it started. I think yeah i started with melee and wizards which is a steve jackson kind of game yeah and then i got into warhammer with my buddy and just did the games workshop stuff for years i didn't play dnd i have a shrink wrapped yellow box of the original dnd that's mine i just never played it yeah i think i'll well with my kids season i'll give one of them to like a wedding <laughs> present or something back to the masks for a second so yes. you're working on one of my favorite tv characters of all time Oh, Dr. Gory. Dr. Gory. So let me pull, make sure I have the right window up here. Dr. Gory. For people who don't know who Dr. Gory is, could you explain just the brief history? I really don't know a lot about him, but I've seen Spectre-Man episodes, and he's the villain on Spectre-Man. And what's the uh, his buddy's name, the ape? Uh, Karis. And I'm not going to do him because he's all hair. I've, I don't want... I've always wanted, for Halloween, my friend Che... He was, he's this tall, lanky black guy. <laughs> like, and I'm, you know, I'm me. <laughs> so I was like, Che, we got to get you a pink suit and a monkey <laughs> mask. And you be Dr. Gory. I'll put on the Roman armor and the monk over a gorilla suit and I'll be Karis. And we'll go do it. Always wanted to do it. Never, never did it though. But uh, hopefully oh, after December, I got, a, there's a woman in town who worked at the local theaters and she's retired. And I met her, and she's a friend of mine, and she said for a very reasonable price, she can do the whole pink suit. And so hopefully by December, and we took the measurements with my son, but we made it so we can unpinch it, because uh-huh. he's like Adonis, and I'm a 61-year-old guy <laughs> that doesn't care. And so we're making it, so hopefully for G-Fest, that's one of my goals. If I can go to G-Fest as Dr. Gory, that'd be pretty cool. I've had that thought, and I'm glad you're doing it. Like that's. Yeah. Love it. So let me talk. He's, yeah, let's show more people truly, these pictures. He's truly a character that just makes you want yes. smile. And he's just like, the way he talks is just. I don't know if people know who Spectre Man is. Like that show, it was Ultraman's 
janky <laughs> cousin. Like, it really the, was. The, the worst, the worst monsters. The flying whale. <laughs> oh my gosh. Where they go so inside cool. the whale and the whole inside of the whale is just garbage bags on the wall. <laughs> but although, you know, there's a lot of Ultraman and there's a lot of bad stuff in the 70s. Oh maybe. yeah. Oh yeah. There was a new monster almost, you know, 99% of the time they were all new. Every so often, Baltan or Z Z10 or somebody would show back up, or um, Gamora or Pigman or something. Yeah, but for the most part, it was a single episode, and then you know they had sixty-five episode seasons. Yeah, and different. They had different monsters every time. But anyway, they were trailing down a whole nother path. (laughs) Uh, So, for your for your mold making, yes. What kind of, what are you, what are you using plaster wise? What are you using latex wise? Just if someone wants to give it a try, what, what's your go-to brand for that stuff? Well, the cool thing is, is you can get cheaper. You don't have to get Algemate. You don't have to get the expensive pottery, but you need to get either a potter. It's called pottery, uh, plaster. Okay. It's called pottery plaster. I've done it with regular plaster too. Just use burlap. Um, I think it'll chip faster, but it depends on how many you're going to make. I think all the every single mold I made um, will last me forever because they just hold up really well. But first of all, all right, say you got a form of a head or or just air-based clay, the cheapest stuff you can buy, and you can buy it cheap. I got into air-based clay because if you, I sent you a video. I don't know if you have it, but I can literally sculpt out almost a full face in like 35, 40 minutes, and I and I. Recorded a lot of these. They're up on Monster Model Review. Okay, I think. I'll, we'll put the link. I, I, I do have the video. I'll have to figure out a way to stick it in here later. Yeah, I gave you the quick thing of gory. I think. Yeah, but um, the water-based clay. You just slap it on there. It's amazing how dumb. I think my left hand is the dumbest thing ever. But when I sculpt, they mirror each other perfectly. I don't go with my right hand and start sculpting on the right side unless I'm doing wrinkles and stuff. Yeah, I'm sculpting all my forms, everything two-handed. It's the only thing I can do two-handed like that. I, I'm the same, actually, when it comes down to stuff. It's, it works. Something it in does. your brain flips. There's a switch yeah. that goes, yeah. yep, yep. And that was amazing. And so you do that. You get a big sponge. You get your basic shapes, hit it with the sponge, and you'd be amazed at how good it already looks. Once you get yeah. to that point where you go, oh, I can see it, then you start noodling it making it more realistic the hardest one i did was my glenn strange frankenstein and i can send you a picture of that if you want um i did him only to prove that i could do something that looked like something and he's close i think if you looked at him and well you have one i have one i yes you do he looks like glenn strange (laughs) a little bit let me hold on you know what let me just go grab it one second yeah there it is cool yeah there it is so yeah, that was my first attempt at doing a likeness. And it's great. Yeah. It's awesome. I think it turned out. It oh, totally I did. He sculpted these. 3D sculpted the neck plate. That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, you just sculpted those and, and then printed them. Nice. Yep, take them in the Mars Pro and I could do like 16 of them per, per print. That's cool. Very yeah, cool. turned out good. He's a little small. But, but nice and thick. It's, it's... So yeah. let's talk That's about that in the mold. Yeah. How are you pouring your latex? How are you doing that stuff? I do the dwelling thing until I don't have enough that I have to kind of do the rolly stuff. So basically you make a plaster mold of it. So when you, when you do the water-based clay or even oil-based clay, you kind of spray paint it with a heavy gloss Krylon. 
Um, and then you kind of, you have to let it dry. It, it has to be dry. If it's wet, it's going to stick into the plaster and you're going to be getting that out for a while. But once you do that, once you spray painted it, and, and it's weird doing it to air dry clay because you wouldn't think it's dry enough to spray paint, but it does. You just kind of let the skin get a little dry to the touch and then you just spray paint that bad boy. So I you, saw distortions doing that. Yep. He was spraying oh, with like a brown, yeah. right? I learned from Ed. Right. So I just, I was talking to him the other day. I always thought the same thing. Like, that's totally weird to be spray painting clay. How does that even, how does the paint, the paint dries fine? Like just. It does. It does. But you got to make sure it's dry. And if it's dry and you do your plaster Paris, so you'll get it wet and you'll get everything wet and with plaster and it's running and crappy and you're just fighting it. It'll start forming up and forming up and you get a nice little shell. Then you get burlap in your plaster and hit it again with all burlap. Then you try to make it look pretty because for some reason, all of us do this. <laughs> we don't have to, but we try to smooth it, get uh -huh. it do that. But you don't want to smooth it too much or it won't breathe as well. So you don't water pat it down. You just kind of get it beautiful without getting your hand wet and smoothing it because it'll get too many pores and it won't, won't absorb the latex when you pour it in. Okay. So the good thing about the paint is once that happens, an hour and a half later, you flip it over. If you're lucky, you can just go whoop, and bring most of it out and get most of the sculpt back with paint on it. So I just throw it yeah. in the garbage. And then once you clean it all out, I usually give it a, a day to dry because you want it to absorb latex. Um, plaster kind of sucks it in. So if you make a mistake and put like AVs or, or milliput or something, that won't cure. That, that spot won't. So you really got to do it with more plaster so the, the, the latex absorbs and dries. Okay. So that's really important. But yeah, so once you do that, I do it well. I flip my plaster cast over, make it as level as I can in a pan and towels, pour a bunch of latex in it till it's on the top, let it sit for 45 minutes to an hour, dump it all out. Then when I'll, I'll let it sit for like two, three hours. If I think it's too thin because the edges will start to dry, if I think it's too thin, I'll do a quick another pour, slush it, throw it all back in, and then I'll let it dry for like eight, nine hours. Hit it with baking or uh, cornstarch so the latex doesn't stick when you just kind of grab the edges and go, fuh, yeah. fuh, 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 and you pull it right out. What, what paint are you using? I started using cheap acrylic paint mixed with latex, mass-making latex. Because okay, so that that's kind of what I saw too. And then I was at just this past Mask Fest. Um, Reynolds Materials was there showing their new paint for okay. masks called Maker Pro Paint. They have a new oh, paint I, line. I so, did get some from Monster Makers when I bought my H two O head. Yeah, and I use it, but I find that it gets my brushes more icky faster like latexy like it's yeah just yeah yeah exactly i like i like talking to people that know what i'm talking about because <laughs> nice. even when i would do like uh when i would make these old masks for this other thing i used to do uh -huh. i would always buy those chip brushes because then i just throw them yeah. like just me too i do yep. that it's so much easier it's cheap and, done. <laughs> yep. and sometimes those brush things work really good in what you're working on so but no it's been a really fun hobby it's kept me going um i just kicked Gory out this summer just to do an ape head and, and wanted to get him going. I have one more idea. A guy is writing me about this weirdo kind of guy, and it looks so easy. I think I could do it. Okay. I was thinking about doing him, but I, th I think I'm going to 3D print all the teeth. 
so I can, you know, glue yeah. teeth in there that really have good sharp edges and look really weird. It's kind of like a weirdo, but much scarier with pointed teeth. That's kind of, I like that idea. Because when you get teeth on a mask, they're kind of. Yeah. 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 It'll be weird, but it'll be kind of weirdo. He likes my style with my big grin people. Yeah. I'm really a mix between rat pink and weirdo, I think, to the best of my ability. I like having the weirdo look, but with the detail of the thing. <laughs> yeah. That's the. I saw this over there, your hodag. Did you sculpt this little plastic hodag that's on the site for sale, or is that on some no. on the hodag page? No, it's like paint your own not. hodag. What's who did no, that? No, but I thought that was really cool. That's yeah. based on the ones that they had. They have big plastic or a big um, um, fiberglass ones. Okay. So for an annual thing back a couple of years ago, I don't know if they still do it, but they would do like hands across Eau Claire, these big fiberglass hands. Some business would sponsor the hodag and some local artist would paint it and they'd be judged and then auctioned off for some cause the kids museum or whatever you know and so that does uh, the sculpt i think is based exactly on that okay i like it i'll order yeah, two but i know the owner of the hodag store because he sells my prints <laughs> and my hodag stuff so i'll make sure to get some from ben could you you want to tell people what the hodag is Maybe we can maybe we can start talking about Hodag more than Bigfoot on this show. That would be kind well, of well. You know, at least I can say right now that the Hodag is a one hundred percent made up by a lumberjack guy storyteller that did it for shits and giggles, and, <laughs> and there's nothing real about it. But I got lucky. I, when I was like seven or eight or nine, I went to the Northern Wisconsin State Fair, and they had a Hodag in a block of ice. And it was probably beaver pelts and bones and crap, but I was fascinated by this thing. Yeah, and and it just locked in. I I just loved them. But it's a it's a lumberjack kind of. Each story is different. It lumberjacks used to abuse bulls and cows in their thing, and and they would burn them and stuff. And this rose from the ashes is one story, and there's multiple stories. But it's a cool-looking creature with spines on its back. It started being dog-sized, and then it became bigger. Rhinelander has their own, and that's uh, green and about 12 feet long. And every time I go by it, I take a picture. Laura and I stop <laughs> and get our pictures taken. But the Hodeg's just a fun cryptic that I wish we would get around Eau Claire, which I'm pushing for. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to start something for that. <laughs> I've done some paintings already. so That's awesome. Michael, last episode, Mr. Berglund said Bigfoot is not real. Oh, no, I I, I saw your whole episode. Did you, do you agree with that part? <laughs> Wait, say that again? You did the, uh, you, you had the Lord of the Rings stuff and out of the box. I saw that too. Yes. You think I'm just <laughs> screwing around here? <laughs> oh, no. I so do you agree stuff. with Mr. Berglund on his uh, assumption oh, that Bigfoot is I have to. I learned that back when I was young with the Loch Ness Monster. So what? You need a family. You need a family, but what, and I was thinking after I edited and I, you know, during my editing, what if, what if, everyone's going to go nuts. What if Bigfoot's family is not on this planet? There you go. Well, and he's just kind of, they, they drop down, right. They just kind of drop down, get some water, get some pine cones, go back up. And we're just catching them when they're, you know, landing for a little bit. Let me ask you, why do you think aliens would be our size? Why wouldn't they be? I don't. I think they could be a billion times. Like, they could be this big. Right. They could be. Right. They could be any size. They could. I'm a a strong believer in life in the universe. I just don't know if they're screwing around with us. Yeah. 
there's but something going for on. a long time i felt like our planet was like a cesspool <laughs> like some spaceship came by flushed his toilet and look what happened it, yes <laughs> i think it's highly possible that that's the <laughs> case <laughs> or even i was watching something today about how do we know we're the only civilization that's ever like made it this far I strongly believe that, you know, yeah. a billion years ago, we could have already tried this twice. Right. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Doesn't, doesn't mean we're the best at this. No. Uh, I almost me... made a different joke. I'm not going to. <laughs> Toy archaeology. Let's jump over to that. Sure. Uh, how'd that all start? How do you like branch off in these three things? And we'll talk more like just shoot that. How did that happen? That was a COVID thing. Yeah. It was totally COVID. Hunter was hanging out more because we were kind of all stuck at home. And as you can see around me, I have a huge collection of board games. Usually most of them are movie-related or TV-related or something that I loved when I was a kid. I've got way too many games. but And Thing Makers. I have, like, a huge collection of creepy crawler oh, things. You know, oh, my God. But thing anyway. Maker? Um, thing Maker is the greatest hey. thing ever made. I, I, that's what I had. Is I, was yours the, what was the first one you ever had? I had the monster one. Was it like the cauldron? Like it oh, looked no. like a cauldron. I had like... the old ones. I had the worm and stuff oh, like that. Okay. Because they'd always go, hey, you should use these fishing, but there's no way I could just dig worms up. Why the hell would I get these? <laughs> and they were cool to have around. And I still have some that are probably 50 years old. Yeah, oh, man. Cool. But yeah, I have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten sets and two incredible edibles. <laughs> so anyway, my kid had to, all my kids have grown up with this. They, this is one room that's from this all the way around poison stuff. So Hunter said, hey, you do you like doing videos. You like doing show. You're not shy. He goes, can we start doing the board game? And I said, sure, yeah. as long as you start with the Sinbad game, because that was one of my favorites. And I didn't even know it existed until like 20 years ago. Um, it's uh, actually based on the Ray Harryhausen and stuff. It's our first episode. Okay. And then, you know, $6 million man we've had forever and Planet of the Apes and everything. So Hunter got me going. And the fun thing about it is, if you watch the episodes, I didn't get my hair cut for a year and a half. So it all gets really nice and shaggy. And <laughs> felt like I was 18 again for a little while. <laughs> I keep threatening to grow my hair out, and I keep getting the dirty look like, don't you dare. <laughs> yeah, I can't grow too much out. No, but... I would look just like you, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I find that the longer it gets, the more serial killer or Eddie Quisp. And Eddie Quisp? 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 Yeah, from the I, was, I keep seeing Warren Ellis from Nick Cave, and I'm like, I want to look like that. Like, just this gross, greasy. Yeah, the like stringy stuff. Yes. <laughs> and, oh, isn't that kind of in the Rob Zombie stuff? Yeah, too? a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm not a fan of Rob Zombie stuff. No, I, I just had this conversation with somebody the other day. I am not either. And if he ever watch, maybe he watches this show, which is rare. I, I oh. doubt it. I, I do doubt like it. Music. I own some CDs and stuff, I, but I, I'm not into the human torturey horror as much. I yeah. find monsters, humans as monsters, is too real. Monsters as monsters is a step out. It's more of the fantasy. It's more of the enjoyment, yeah. and special effects, and what we're into. Humans are bad enough, and I got the news to haunt me. So yeah, <laughs> yes, you do. Yes. Uh, I agree. I, and mine was more about his, um, his music, like his live shows. Mm -hmm. And he, I, Rob, if you watch this ever, I'm sorry, but I think he masks some of his 
orig- unoriginality with homage. Oh, where he okay. takes like his stage show has all the monsters you and I are familiar with and he's familiar with, but I don't think a lot of his audience is. And oh. so they think they're Rob Zombie originals when they're not. And that's like, like he has Nosferatu on the screen. He has some anime sure. going. He has the, the, a bunch of the other stuff going on stage, like prop, big prop monsters and stuff. And those are like, there needs to be footnotes. Like this is where this is from. This is where this is from. Oh, right. So people right. kind of know. And they can go and say, oh, I want to know what the creeper is. I want to know where that came from. I want to know where the, what's that, monster from, not monster from hell. The gorilla with the, the diving bell helmet. What am I thinking of? Oh, um, robot monster. Robot monster. He's got one of those on stage now that's like ginormous, like flopping oh, around. Awesome. And yeah, like, see, that's we super love it cool. Right. We know exactly what we're talking about. But then it's like, oh, come on, man. Just make your own stuff, do your own thing. And same with like the Halloween movies he did. Like, oh, don't, yeah. Don't make your own stuff. Yeah. Like, just don't do that. Yeah, I have to say that the other movies were just real, real scary. Yeah. Kind of off putting for me. But um, Music to Strip By is one of my favorite CDs of his. Yeah, it keeps you going. I rock. like the old White Zombie. Like, I was more into White Zombie when it okay. first like, showed up. Like, but Monster Model oh, Review, yeah. how long have you been going with that? Well, I started oh, no. online in 07. Okay. And uh, Chris, it was with Chris Gerke. Um, I started back in 94 on community TV with Model Citizen and did that as half-hour shows. And we had a lot of kids on, and we'd build model kits with them and stuff. Yeah. Um, did a lot more how-tos. Some of them exist out there, um, maybe under a different website. I'll look around and see if I can get you a link. If I do, you can share For that sure. link. But more how-tos, definitely how to work with resin. I did a bunch of plastic ones, and uh, Dr. Zayas, I, I build plastic kits differently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do a full seam of glue. I squeeze them together, wait for it to dry, scrape, and I almost never putty because I don't have to. The glue all worked for me. Yeah. And after you know, fifty years of building model kits, you think you'd get that's what I'm good at. I think is that. But I did a Doctor Zayas episode where I really show how I build model kits, and I can build a plastic kit in less than a couple of days, you know, because I know how to do it. But it's technique, right? I think anybody can learn it. It's yeah. just technique. And having the right tools, like you said, the right kind right. of glue. Yep. Say fixes everything. Oh my god. As a I'm kid trying that. to where do I have trying to stick this together as a kid. Oh, I have one you of know? those. Yeah. And not using the right glue and it just breaks every time instead of the, the actual welding cement. I love my testers too, glue man. I use it so much. <laughs> I love the smell. I love everything about it. I can't tell you how much time that I wiped it off my hands. I'm sure it's, it's a poison. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I can tell you how much I hate super glue because it's not very super and it pisses me off. Not- you know, if, if you go like this, it'll glue on, right? Yeah. You just go, oh man, great. If you go oh, slip, now you're five minutes waiting five, for that. Right. Thing, what right? is that? I, you know, I want a scientist super. to explain that to me. I know. What is out. that about? <laughs> Why? It, You're right. If you do this, it stays. If you do this, slip, and then try and put together. No. Five minutes. Yep. Five minutes. I know. And oh, I'm doing God. more of that little Warhammer stuff, so it's really bumming me out. That's. I love the uh, the plastic weld from Plastrux. Okay. That's what I use for most of this stuff, because it's just like, comes with a little brush on, in. Do I work on the resin stuff? Yep. Uh, not on the resin. Because I'm printing on, everything. Yeah. That creature caster glue is really good. For board game, monster model review. But yeah, Chris Gerke, big part of monster model review. Yeah. 
Um, I couldn't have done it without him. If you watch the show, he was, we were back and forth, back and forth, working really hard. So as my kids got older, I did a lot more episodes. And as his got, kids got older, he had more time to deal with that. And then his parents ended up moving at home. And Chris, unfortunately, just lost his dad. Oh, no. Okay. But yeah. So Chris is, him and his wife have the biggest hearts you will ever meet. They will take anybody in. They will take care of them. They will do everything for them. But Chris really kept it going. The last three, four years, his kids are getting older, and he just hasn't had time. But he's still into it. We still talk. He came to Wonderfest with me. It was great to have him there. But the show would never have happened without him and a buddy named Aaron Deedy back in the old days. The first thing we ever did was Mr. Hands. I didn't want to be on TV. <laughs> I did Mr. Hands. And we built a Plymouth Prowler. Yeah. I think I still got video out there of it. And then, uh, and then we started... Mon or what's the next one we did? I don't remember. Chris ended up doing a lot of that because he was not shy. I was camera shy. I worked <laughs> behind the camera until I got older and just didn't care anymore. Yeah. But yeah, the model thing has been, well, like you, we do it to help promote a hobby we love and don't want to see Parrot. And that's one of the things I wanted to specifically talk to you about with this interview. And we've had, you know, without Scott here, no one's swearing at us. No one's talking about my mom. So we can like, that was serious conversation. I feel horrible if I did uh, that. Wait, you don't know my mom, do you? We're not going to. No, okay. I don't. All right. I'd love to meet her. <laughs> I hear a lot about her. One of these days, she's going to make an appearance. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, but hobby outreach. What are some of the things you've done to promote besides the YouTube channel? I want to like, actually, let's talk about that first. I think everyone should start a YouTube channel. Like, sure. like start a channel, just do your own little things. Show some, show your collections, show some of your kids, do unboxings of things you have show, do some little painting tip videos, the more, the merrier. And I am not one of those guys like, Oh, Robin model club two, We got the corner on the YouTube. No, I, if you look at the miniature guys, there's hundreds of people doing miniature painting videos, right? Right. Everything. And I think if we flooded the zone with that sort of thing, it only would help us and not hurt oh, anybody. Absolutely. I remember, I, I think one of you guys either asked me or wrote me or something. And I'm going, oh, man, I'm super happy, right? And I started <laughs> putting your advertisement in my show instantly, you know? Yeah. And watch their show. But yeah, no, I was happy. I'm, I'm always happy you guys are doing this. It's and a totally I, different thing than I could ever do. Although I'm doing it now with you. So yeah, yeah well, hey. <laughs> and I like it because we This was an audition you didn't know, so... <laughs> You know, this, Someone's this is fired. the way we get to keep up now. We should do this more often. Yeah, we should. We totally should. <laughs> so I think YouTube channels is one way to do it. What are some of the other ways you've you've promoted and sure. shown? I consider myself kind of whorish in this, right? So <laughs> if a library has an open display case, I'm not shy to ask about that display case. Like, do you do something during the holidays? Do you do something during Halloween? Our university has empty cases over by the library. Mm -hmm. And luckily I knew the people. And said, hey, uh, don't you think this would be really cool with a bunch of monster models and stuff? And they said, sure. So I've done that a couple of years at the university. And it's a nice 30 foot of cool glass shelves with all my monsters and stuff. And they all have little displays and what they are and where they come from, what year they came out. And, um, and then I've done the convention. Um, I've done art gallery shows. I'm the one of those weird guys that can get into art gallery shows with with like model kits, painted <laughs> model kits, because I have cool friends, right, that do yeah. other artwork. 
So Andrew Ritchie is a really good buddy of mine. He lives in town. We raised our kids together. We were both like second shift workers. But he, I met him at the comic shop like 30 some years ago. And we just ended up being my buddy. And honestly, you guys got the same beard. His, I think, is a little longer, though. I don't <laughs> know. Probably, I hey, mine's just kind of stopping. I don't know what's up. Hey, I think it's jeans. What the hell is it? You guys get so many props for this beard action. I'll go out with him to eat. And he'll, oh, props on the beard, man. Props <laughs> on the beard. It's I feel like, weird I'm, when someone's I'm like, yeah, all right. But yeah. And so with Andy I'll, or Andrew, I'll bring him into it. And then there's other local artists, Bill Hauser and stuff like that. And I'll bring him in. And so we'll do art shows. We'll have in cool galleries, like the biggest ones in our area. And there'll be a wall of model kits. One time we did a whole room, like a 1980s kid collectors thing with Star Wars figures and thing makers working and everything worked an old video game system in the corner. But libraries I find to be the best, but honestly, any group, We'll be happy to talk to you. 4-H, I, I was judging the model thing, the train thing. I haven't done that for years. I moved over to the computer programming and the video guys because I work at the U in that. I wish, okay. I, I, wish I would have done the model stuff more. So 4-H? No, yeah, Do they, 4-H. 4-H does a model? There's a model like category? Yeah, yeah, there Sometimes. is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there's models and there's Legos and there's handmade artwork and... I see a great taxidermy at 4-H things. Ooh. I know. I love taxidermy. Ooh. Yeah. That was going to be my retirement job, I was thinking. But I'm just oh, really. I was thinking about I it. See that. Yeah. It's coming up with the carcasses, I think. would be. Yeah, nice. that's yeah, that was my mom and dad when I was a kid. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah, you know. <laughs> right. Boiling this on the grill. Um, but yes. I, <laughs> but I, the I library, like, I'm, not, I'm the opposite of you, though. I'm not someone who's very like, I can't just go up and go, Hey, what about that case? So that's something I got to get over and not be as shy when it comes to things. And I think I've always had that like not antisocial, maybe, maybe (laughs) of like people who do go out of their way to promote it. I'm like, what are you doing? We're just model guys. But now I see the purpose and why, because I see the, like why we need to do that or it's going to go away. So well, library is a great shot. I think. Have you worn idea. your hobby on your shoulder your whole life, or did you hide it? Um, not that it's good. Ca- no, I think I like everyone knew what I did. Like as a kid, I was the nerd painting miniatures and stuff, yeah. and and, you never and I never hit it. Not at school, never. Like, good. but there was no one else. Like, there's a D and D club at school right now, and that's like I didn't have that. <laughs> we were right. Satan worshippers. If you played D and D, you were a, a Satan worshiping weirdo. Like we're, you're not like, that's what that was going on. And like, and now everybody does it. And I think there's very few of us that hid this. I think most of us really rode that horse yeah. all the way through it. The people that hit it are those people that got old. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. But no, I, I find that people who hit it are different in a way, you know, it's like, God, you should never have lost that youthful love. For sure. Why would you do that? But no. Um, it is hard. And I know that it took me a lot of years to get really comfortable. I got forced into it working for nonprofits where I actually yeah. had to, because I was in the early web days and I, I could make webs back when it first started, websites. So for nonprofits, I could teach them how to do free websites or very cheap websites. So I ended up talking to a lot of people and it got me a lot more used to just talking to people. And I realized if I just keep it on my level, I, everybody's happy. <laughs> I'm happy. They're happy. The one thing I did do, and I think I've talked about it before, is I, for a while, for one year at school, at elementary school, for fourth and third, fourth and fifth graders, 
I had a model building club after school and I got some donations and I went to different hobby shops and I had bought like stuff and built models with kids after school. So if like maybe if you're a parent, you could propose doing that club at school with some kids. You can maybe I, I've seen some I keep thinking of just doing. And this is maybe a future job thing, but I see an empty storefront and you you know how they have all those bottle and bottegas for the for the wine moms to go paint. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. just set Keep up like a, a, a like a storefront called Drop Your Kid Off for two hours, so that you could like you build models and just hang out and and learn 3D printing or learn how to do st- like just almost like a STEM lab, but for nerd like for super nerds. Right. <laughs> for as long as they're not dropping off their little Hellcat, you know. Well, they will. It. You know that's what's right. Right. <laughs> Which no, I have I that experience, but it's really our job to keep it going. Yeah. You know, we can't just have the producers doing all the work you know right. we got to spread the word tell our families we love it show our grandkids or kids or nephews and nieces and and that yeah and that, family i think reaching out it, like spend an extra 25 dollars at christmas on a kid and send them a model with some paint and well i hope my daughter doesn't watch this because i'm sending them like army speed paint stuff because they got yeah. so into it this weekend they're getting yeah. the whole speed paint for christmas speed paints for people who don't know what speed paint is Want to explain explain a little bit about that? Because I think our side could benefit a lot from speed paint. It, it is. And it's funny because I wrote them and said, hey, you know, because they have this thing where you can get free paint. And I yeah. always try, right? Because that's what we do. <laughs> if we're on video, we always ask for free. One thing I found out, too, is conventions. We can almost get in for free every time if you just write them for a press pass. Write them for a press pass. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the Army paint thing. Um, they said it would be two weeks out and they didn't want to blah, blah, blah. And I just said, screw it. I want to buy it. Cause I want to learn how yeah. to paint it. I didn't know if I could use it with model kits and you can, but I wouldn't use it on big pieces, but I would use, I used it on faces and hands and the, um, flesh assembly creature that I, mm-hmm. that little miniature that I blew up to this size and painted yeah. it. All the gory red is with the army painter stuff. So I can see where this are. It's so it's, um, I don't know, a high contrast kind of ink. It's like almost like an ink. Yep. Yeah. So when you wipe it down, it doesn't flush out of the crevices like water does. Right. It evaporates out of the crevices. This actually sits in it. So it really kind of does its own shading to it. So you can really paint a figure with just these base colors and kind of get away with it if that's what you're kind of cool with. So almost every company has come out with their own version of it. So Army Painter has speed paint. Vallejo has, I forget what Vallejo's is called right now. And Citadel has their uh, contrast paint, which is the same stuff. And it, the contrast paint from Citadel airbrushes beautifully as a wonderful kind of transparent ink. Like it, like awesome. Yeah. And the flesh assembly guy is totally mm -hmm. washed with the Citadel because I can buy it in bigger, bigger things. The bigger pots. Yep. And and there's another comic shop. I like to spend like 15, 20 bucks a week at our comic shop just to yeah. support them because yep. there's a comic shop. And so if, if I don't get enough comics, cause I still read some comics, I'll go over there and pick out a pot or two and add them to my collection. But I really a strong believer in them. I think it's going to change the way I do eyes, teeth yeah. for sure. Yep. Um, a lot of what I'm going to do is I'm going to use these contrastings now. They're great. And it's everyone pick up a couple colors, just give them a yeah. try. Especially some of the flesh colors. It makes some of that a lot easier when you're doing That's it. exactly what Sometimes. I bought. I bought yep. greens and flesh colors because yep. I knew I was working Nurgle gross. and I knew it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
just gross monster stuff. My favorite. I've talked about it before. They don't make these anymore. There's a, a secret weapon miniatures. They did a set of washes. And my favorite color is baby poop. Oh, <laughs> it's this gross, it's just green. Poop. Yeah, it's just green. It, oh, brown kind of color. It means the mom had chocolate usually yeah. if it's green. Uh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, everybody, please. I Trying to inspire people. Try and find ways to spread the hobby love around and we got to otherwise it, it goes away you know there's a lot of things you can buy that are just paint only like spongebob and patrick there's like a little paint only kind of kit it's not a build thing yep. it comes with its own little watercolors a tube of apple barrel or whatever cheap yeah. paint you can and let them paint spongebob everybody, yep. everybody and michaels them. has a lot of that stuff like just those plaster yeah. statue yeah. kind of things that yeah, yeah, and the the tubes, the two ounce tubes, is always a sale for seventy nine cents yep. or ninety nine cents. So Most paints are that's work, all I work. use. Yeah, really, ninety nine percent of what I paint is with my cheap craft paints. Hey, do you yeah. have any kits coming out? Like, are you bringing any kits back recently? Because so, well, Michael... the only thing, well, I, I am through Todd and Michael. They did Octoman, yeah. and uh, Michael's reworking our alligator people because he was talking about that last time. Yeah, that's yeah, because what, what we did was we used the phantom legs for him. Okay. And, People just didn't jive with it. I totally get, I get it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Jeff, uh, Jeff um, Johnson did such a good job on the upper part. Michael did a scan of it, tweaked it out like uh, Scott's Kong. Okay. And um, he's re-sculpting the legs to make it cool. But um, he's had a lot going on, and he uh, went out west, so I'm letting him settle down and <laughs> stuff like that. But I know alligator people, we were talking about the blob. Chris really wanted to get that going, and we could print the blob now in 3D clear, which I think would be kind of interesting. That would be really cool. And I think I did a cheap scan. Have you ever done a cheap scan with the No, Kiwi I haven't yet. Program? No. I've done it a number of times. I got a, a Robert Torch, I know, watches this episode. So I'm not anywhere near anywhere with it, but I, I did his head. So I could get something that I could drop in a ZBrush and start playing with. Okay. Like, I don't have the muse. And, you know, <laughs> luckily he said, you know, I don't expect anything in no hurry. But someday I'll walk by it or I'll look at it because the head sits on my desk all the time. It's kind of creepy now. But I'll, I'll walk by it and I'll know exactly what I wanted to do. Like Mark's, when I did Mark's kit. Yeah. I. You know, I, I wrote you right away and said, geez, you know, I'm thinking the thing. And you said, nah, Dan, don't do that. Yeah, because I, I had seen already like four people doing that. And I was like, right. And, and you said that and said, just don't do it. And I said, well, and you didn't tell me anything else. And I, all I had to do was look at it for about a week. And it's like, oh, yeah, he's going to be like a Maddie guy <laughs> in a boat fighting my creature. And a buddy of mine who's seven years older than me, retired from the university. I've known him for 50 years. When he retired, he gave me his box of Auroras. And they were from 62, 63, yeah. 64. They're all the originals. So that creature I used for Mark's kit was one of those. That is so cool. So cleaned up the fingernails, got them all back in place. And, <laughs> That's awesome. And that. But yeah, outside of that, I, I still have a Phil a cup cut kind of, I call it Phil the Mad Modeler, kind of like Maddie. Yeah. Um, I'm sculpting it slowly. I have to find a muse for it. My hobbies kind of go like this. I'm very ADHD. And so I'll get into something. And if I'm not into it, it's torture. So I, I yeah. just don't torture myself. But it's almost done. I did all new toenails like a month ago. So <laughs> he's um he's Phil, but in a weirdo kind of show. Awesome. I'll, we'll show I can't wait it. to see that. That would be really yeah. good. 
And, and this is one of those pieces that all the proceeds will go to cancer or Diane or whatever. It's, it's going to be made for him. And that's why. Well, thank you for doing this with us. Oh, you bet. Do you want to go in and just do some news and reviews with me? And then I'll, I'll let you yeah. go and we'll do the, uh, let me are see. you giving anything away this week? No, I, okay. I put that on hold because of everything. And then I think, uh, for next episode, like, which would be kind of our Halloween episode. I'll put, I'll, we'll probably give away like three or four things, three things, cool. some Jamie size stuff. So, uh, the first bit of news I want to talk about is I, I think we're going to do for Christmas. And this was Brian Clark's idea. We we're going to do a live show, uh, to kind of free up some time. Cause the time, the episode after Wonderfest is already always hard. And the episode between Christmas and new year's is kind of weird too. So I think we're going to do a live stream episode, a Christmas holiday special with some special guests maybe showing up and stuff. So next in November, we'll put out the date way ahead of time. So it's not just thrown on people. If you want to stop and watch, it'll be there. And then the episode will always be there for people to watch it. So Christmas live special, maybe like the Star Wars special. We'll have some people. <laughs> we'll have so a sing some singing and B. We'll Arthur will be Arthur, there. Yeah. Be Arthur in this one, <laughs> we'll put her in there. But um. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, let me get back up to the first thing. Um, first thing I want to talk about in news and reviews is Mike Swistak mm -hmm. is doing his 31 days of Halloween sculpting. Uh, I don't even know what you call it. Sculpting marathon. So every day he's sculpting a new bust, like one of his wall hanger kind of pieces. So he's up to 10 kits already. It's been 10 days and everybody check it out. I'll put the link there. He d he's been doing this for a few years and it's always really cool to check out and see what he's doing on a daily basis. I'm a huge fan. I got some pieces of his and his work is always rock oh, solid. Awesome. And he yeah. doesn't like, he doesn't finish them all the way that day, but he kind of gets the rough going and then goes back and cleans up and he sells, I think he ends up selling most of them. Mm -hmm. So yeah, check it out. Mike Swistek uh, over on his Facebook page. He has an Etsy shop. I'll link there too, but please support Mike. Great guy and some really cool pieces. Uh, up next, the next big bit of info is Chiller Theater is coming up. Uh, it is October 27th through the 29th, uh, which from right now is 15 days away. But when people see this, that's going to change. And it's in Parsippany, New Jersey. They're doing the model contest again. They're trying to bring that back. So Scotty uh, Mills is running that. And we will be donating some prizes again as well. So Everybody, if you're in the area, they're trying to bring that contest back to what it used to be. So just real quick, I want to go through their promo. If you have an entry for the model contest, do not wait in line. So you get to skip the line if you are entering the contest and go directly to ticket registration table with your entry and purchase your ticket and get your wristband for the show. Uh, contest takes place on Saturday only. So it's not like Wonderfest where you have to get it the next day. It's a one day kind of thing. Um, and then the schedule is, uh, 9 a.m. to 2.30, you can register and check in. And display area is open to the general public starting at 9. And again, if you're an East Coast person, do it. One of those things of promoting the hobby and bringing this back to what we used to be. Have you been to Chiller? I haven't. Yeah, me either. One but if I went, I'd take a kit because I could get up in the line faster. <laughs> right. So <laughs> I knew right. my plan, but no, I haven't. <laughs> right so oh okay up next so we'll we won't have an episode again before this so everybody 
Chiller Theater, links down below. Check it out again. I think it went pretty well last year. Uh, I think they're starting, you know, it's trying to bring it back, just like Jersey Fest. So it's not one of those things that's going to be an easy job, considering there's not many of us left. All right. Up next from Stan Arts. Did you see this yet? Have you seen this I, online? I, no. No. Okay. So this is being 100% 3D sculpted. It was originally going to be uh, like a hybrid of it. And so this is from, I'm just going to read Laura's post, Laura Stan. Uh, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. No, David isn't sculpting a Ferris Bueller kit. That line could be, couldn't be more appropriate, though. This time is just going so quickly. September was a blur filled with commission painting, making new molds, digital sculpting, casting, shipping off kits, and training our new puppy. Abby is a sweetheart, but exhausting. Mechanical Bruce is really coming along nicely. David has changed his plans. This will now be a 100% 3D printed kit, much like the lab kit that they did. Uh, it's the only way to ensure the pieces are crisp, full of tiny details, and fit together exactly. The size of Bruce will be 18 inches long for the large kit and 6 inches long for the small version. There will also be a version without the mechanical guts for people who just want a really cool Jaws kit. Uh, I'll be posting again soon with order details. Enjoy autumn and happy building models. Laura. So. Pretty cool piece. That is cool. Like, I, why has no one done this before? Or have they? Have know. you seen, like... Outside of ships, no. I've yeah. seen ships and airplane ones that are like this. This is really cool. And I think... That is... So is, do you think it's based on, like, designs? The, I'm Knowing how meticulous David is, I'm guessing this is straight from, like, some sort of diagram somewhere. Cool. That's so either cool, Like a replica. Yeah. So that's even cool. If that's the case, awesome. Yeah, uh, and I think I, yeah, that's huge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of hoping that the other side looks just like plain shark, like, and so you could just right. depending on which way you're looking at it. Oh, that's even you, better. You know, like put the nameplate on both sides. Yeah. So if they're looking, just depending on where you're at, it looks like Bruce, and the other side looks mechanical. So that's pretty. I think that's a great. I do great too. Idea that's for fantastic. So keep it up. Well done, Stan Arts. That's awesome stuff coming Ooh. and then up next is lilith this up this is now do you know what this is from this marvel. comic cover yeah it's marvel comics okay all right so i'll let lilith. you kind of talk about it you'll know more oh, than me. it's lilith sculpted by eric sosa it's one six scale 19 resin pieces and go do, do prices here yeah we'll do prices oh, for here 250 250 uh, plus shipping. Yep. yep and this um, is yeah, from this is those black and white cool marvel magazines kind of stuff Love yeah from the characters in those so from resin realities uh jaco formerly jaco uh really cool looking kit it really uh, is and then the original artwork here this so people can see it this is what it's based on the haunt of oh, horror yeah, the haunt of horror. uh and it's got the bats flying out of the cape so when you look at the actual pieces the bats are sculpted into the cape and you got her standing there that's still like it's a that's pretty cool. nice display piece it really is cool Kind of flip through these so and head on over resident reality it's got a good height to it too yeah it does with that bait yep it's gonna look cool oh the parts look clean very clean cast oh those bats yeah that's nice uh and then yeah so head i'll put links for facebook down below and also resinrealities.net uh support the great great kit company doing some really cool stuff he also has his giant kong coming too we showed yeah. you got one coming you said i got one coming 
I'm excited about it. Awesome. I, I told him I needed inspiration <laughs> to get back into that big model. And I need inspiration to finally break out the airbrush and start using it a little bit. I've gotten so far away from my airbrush. I, I agree. I need to get back. I've never really been a user of it. I started doing it when I started doing the mask just to do base coats. Uh -huh. Just hard hit. And then I'd come in with a brush. But I need to get into it because I'm afraid that Kong is going to be a lot of work. If that I is going to be a lot of work. Yeah, you're going to have to airbrush parts. <laughs> No, the casting of people, I, I know this will be a little hard to see on people's TVs and computers, but the castings on here look great. Uh, well done. And Eric Sosa, great job sculpting. Yes. All right. Up next, this is crazy, <laughs> I think. So I got my, and you probably get, you're probably on uh, Call TV Man's mailing mm -hmm. list as well. Yep. So I got this email yesterday. Um, and I'm just going to read from the email and then kind of go through some of this. So. Let me pull this up. Uh, many new figures from X Plus. X Plus is gearing up for a big year in 2024. They had previously announced a few of these, but now they've previewed many more kits at the All Japan Hobby Show recently. Please note these are very preliminary and subject to change. We do, they do not have final pricing on anything or further details. They are listing these now so customers can commit to them early. If you're not comfortable placing a pre-order before, we have final pricing. Please wait until later to order. These kits are listed for 2024, but as always, there could be delays or changes. So I want to go through the list. This is nuts. It is nuts. <laughs> it is kind of nuts. So here's what they have coming out. X plus Metropolis seated robot Maria one, a scale from X plus. So they took that other, that Maria kit and did a it's right here, right there. <laughs> Let me wait, wait, keep pointing. I'm going to pull that back up. So people can see it right there. <laughs> wait, I'm going to even put you, I'll put even bigger. Uh, where's just you? There we go. People can see a little better. So the seated Maria version that comes with like the energy ring. So you can see it in the picture I got here has the energy rings and I'm, I have a feeling it's going to light up or there'll be a way to light it. I got lights on this one. I'm okay. Just not Cause my batteries are out, but I took <laughs> LEDs and wrapped them around the bottom. They look great there. Awesome. So this has those clear plastic rings that I think people will be able to do cool oh, stuff. Cool. With. So has the rings around it. So Metropolis seated the Retosaurus. Retosaurus. What is it? So Scott Redosaurus. doesn't. Yeah. What? Say that again. Retosaurus. Beast Redosaurus. from 2000 yeah. Fathoms from X Plus. This is the one they've shown it a couple times. And it comes with a lighthouse. So that's coming. We got the Mummy's Tomb 1 8 scale. And you can see it in this picture up here. We have the Bride of Frankenstein 1 8 scale. And you can see that one here as well. Did you see this one where it's the like where it's all bandages? No, I didn't. So it's in there. You can like why has no one ever done an all bandage bride before? Has someone done Dr. that? The goes to here. This has her whole face, everything Man. she's kind of freaking love it. So Bride huh. of Frankenstein, it Jurassic World. We'll say that again. You know, you know who sculpted that? I'm not sure if it was Cipriano or not. I know he, he did, did the, the Dracula. Mummy, hmm? Did he do the mummy? I don't know. I don't either. No, I, I want to know. know. We need to get Tony back on it. Yeah, we'll have to talk to him. Yeah. All right, so we have Ritosaurus, Mummy's Tomb, Bride of Frankenstein, Jurassic World, more. There's a Spinosaurus coming. And then there's also these uh, Velociraptors, the, the blue and the baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Red Sonia, which is not up my alley, this one they did. 
because it's kind of a more anime style Red Sonia. Okay. Oh, um, I like the Frank Thorne kind yeah, of Yeah, this one's more anime, like a thick chick. <laughs> like, if I don't know if there's a better way to say it. Um, a Gamera 96, so from the Gamera 2 movie. A Legion coming, yeah, his foe cool. from that movie. And they're the same scale, I think, as the other. So they're a little smaller, which is great yeah. for making a cool little diorama. Right, we have right. a Vampirella reissue with a new base, which I haven't seen yet. I don't know if I saw the new base. Frankenstein's monster, 1A scale. And the Wolfman is coming. And oh they just... God. So there's a Frankenstein's monster picture. I don't know if I have one. But the Wolfman was just like a silhouette. And I think that's okay. the one I'm most excited for. Okay, is they cool. kind of have him tiptoeing through a graveyard is what the silhouette looks like. But holy shit, that's a lot coming from that one company. There's a lot of stuff. And they still haven't released the Ultraman. That's still coming. Right. And there's the Dracula's not out yet. Oh, yeah. So totally that's still Dracula. coming. That's why I th- thought maybe. He yeah, he might have. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't we'll have to find out. Yeah. But there's a lot coming from X Plus. So head on over to. Cult TV, man. You can pre-order there. I don't know when pre-orders go up live on X Plus's official site, but holy cow, they got some great stuff mm-hmm. coming. That is pretty. I see the bride now. Yeah. I'm as bad as Scott with technology and I work <laughs> in it. This is also coming from uh, Cult TV, man. And these are the figures to go with the Maria kits. Uh, and it's sculpted by Chris Elizardo. Yep. And if you're just trying to build out a really cool diorama, here you go. Like there's some really cool stuff to go there. Um, I've been a huge fan of his since long ago and his Gollum uh, Hobbit piece. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic. The riddles in the dark piece. Love that. Mm -hmm. Did you see my what's in the box the other day? Yes, I did. I did with your little. Yeah. You got a resin one and a metal one. Yeah. And a metal. They have a lot of these from the animated Hobbit. Here's the other one. Here's the metal one. Da, da, da. Saying, so but they cool. have 13 of them. Yeah. They're from Minnesota? Yes, they are. So check them out. They have, I think, 13 total of different okay, cool. versions. Lesser lesser goblins are the metal ones, and then the chonky big ones. Man, check Dark Sword Miniatures. Check them out, everybody. Really Do cool stuff. Do they have stuff. a location? Uh, I don't know. Or are they just I web? Have, they might just be web. I don't, I'm not okay. sure. I'll find out. My daughter lives up there, so. I'm sure they could work something. <laughs> I'd like to do a segment for you up at Scale Model Supply. Oh, oh, you There's know, there's a store up there that would make you cry. That's the one I think I've been wanting to go to. You know what? I I screwed up. I'm sorry, everybody. I didn't even put the uh, picture of the uh, figures for the Metropolis. Oh, it's buttons. So here we are. <laughs> There's the Metropolis okay. figures because we were just talking and we got carried away. So you yes, did. that Scale Model Supply. Talk. You want? You want to say uh, George George grew up going there. Michael Berglund what grew up going there. But it's right off of 94. So anybody going up to Minneapolis can hop off on Lexington Parkway, go two blocks in, and it's in a basement. And the, the stairs are creepy. The bathroom is creepy. But and the bathroom is right underneath the creepy stairs. So it's kind of even different. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. But I think it was when we were driving through, it was uh, when I last time I drove through Minneapolis, it was too late or early, one of the two. Sure. And I but one side is all trains. But if you go back in this weird little area, they have a display of old model kits that have been there for at least 30, 40, maybe 50 years. They've been there since I can remember going. And then the other side is literally eight foot tall shelving of 
airplanes, cars, tanks, trains, but and there is a figure model section. Awesome. Big enough where you can see everything that's basically out. Very cool. Yeah, and I'll say I'll I, I'll buy some stuff. I do buy stuff from Cult because I love Steve and I can get my stuff quickly. Yeah. But when I'm up there, I'm going to blow some money there because I got to support them. I always, yeah. yep. Yep, it's a store and it's beautiful and it just just makes me so happy. To People, be there. and that's one thing too. Yeah, you can get stuff on Amazon. Yes, you can get stuff online. But if you have a hobby store in your area, that's one way to support the hobby is yes. to actually go to the hobby store and buy stuff there once in a while. Yes. So that, and talk to them. They'll yeah. order stuff for you. Yep. When we had our comic shop, our catalog was big. We couldn't supply the whole store, but we could certainly buy anything that we could get our hands yeah, on. Yeah, for sure. You know? uh, okay, up next, let me get to the right. Not screw this up again. All right, that's <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm terrible at pushing buttons. Uh, this was sent to us by Chuck Kamolka. So, oh, and I got to get back to something else Chuck usually sends. Uh, we have the replacement head for where's my Park. brain? Tom Parker. Yep. And Cult of personality. Yep. You want to read it? Uh, I could read it. it, but I know Tom's been around for a long time. Here, let me read this one. Fan of replacement parts for styrene model, monster model, including myself. Have fond memories of the late Tom Parker. We all do. Uh, Tom was Cult of Personalities Productions. Tom produced some of the best parts sets ever made, many of which are, I got to keep going back, grails for the <laughs> hobbyists. Joe Simon sculpted this replacement head at the suggestion of Bobby Horn. Tom had been gone, Tom has been gone for six years, and it's time to put this out. Uh, therefore, his friends. The replacement set includes head and two nameplates created by tim fortuna yeah the head is cast in resin and fits either aurora or mobius dr deadly model kits uh <laughs> plates are 3d printed uh one dollar from each sale will be donated to saint jude's children's research hospital which is awesome yes they are. recommended by tom's brother after his passing um one thing i can say is i love the monster scene stuff i have a whole <laughs> shelf over there with them and this would fit perfectly in my collection. Yeah. So, yeah. If anyone's interested, just, you know what? It's still a dollar to St. Jude. So yep. buy a set, put it on your shelf, forget about it. You're still helping somebody out and you're getting a cool little replacement head. If you have an extra Dr. Dudley sitting around or some yeah. other really cool idea on a 3D printer, you could use it for. And Tom was one of those early guys that gave us back some of those things, like I think the Aurora, maybe um, Superman and stuff like that. Yeah. I think got from him, and um, he, and he did a different creature head for the little uh, creature, and he just he was ahead of his time. Yeah, and was good for sure. So yeah. a great tribute piece. Check it out, everybody, over at Escape Hatch Hobbies. Yep. So thanks for sending that in, Chuck. Or I probably would have missed it because it's really hard for hey, me. Yeah, that's who does my stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Up next from Well Winner, we have Underdog. I, and you know what's really, this is one of those things that where Scott, Scott's probably really sad. because I sad. feel bad. I really <laughs> do. But Scott, I've always cons considered Scott like a brother from another mother. We go way, way back. And I've loved him since the day I met him. He's one of the most honest people I've ever known. Yes, he is. <laughs> and uh, he's never shitted me around. He's always been a sweet guy. But yes. He loves cartoon characters, unlike most of us. But I do <laughs> love them, and I love specific ones, but Scott really, really loves them. Yeah. 
And this, this I know is up his alley. So underdog, well winner, another home run piece. He's got quite a few this month that I think are pretty good. Um, he's got underdog, and here's the uh, part breakdown. Uh, and then also, I don't help me out. I know it's Wiley Kill. Do you remember this dog's name? Is it Ralph? <laughs> I, Scott would be yeah, mad. Scott would know. He's probably punching things when he watches this. Oh, God, he's, these idiots. But I remember watching this, but I don't remember because I always thought the dog looked creepy with those like people arms. But right, right. <laughs> and then sword in the stone. Yeah. Oh yeah, sword in the stone too. Like that looks like it's straight out of an anime cell. Animation it really cell. does. Like it's beautiful. And, and I think that's one of my favorite Disney movies too. Of those Scott, anime. Scott's working with well, and we're going to put together a little kind of thing about him. Really? So oh, good. Wait, yeah. make that announcement on the big screen here. I'll I'll bring it back. Say that again. Oh, just Scott. Scott got a hold of well, and we're kind of working together to kind of do a highlight uh, video of him and to showcase what he kind of all does. And then I'm going to start working on the banana splits that I think you and Scott might be fighting, yeah. but I'm not sure yet. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I still have you around those kits that I made for you. Yeah. Oh, I, uh, I put, I grabbed your pictures and I'm going to, if people are interested, Rob did an amazing little diorama with our model club TV figures, and they're going to be in the gallery at the end. So please check those out, everybody. They'll be there. So they, you know, every so often you take a picture and you go, "Holy smokes, that looks so good!" The light is just <laughs> right. And I, when I did it, it was like I want this to be a Viewmaster viewer so bad. Oh. All right, from Rise Three D Printing. Oh yeah, we have uh, Ahsoka. They have an Ahsoka yeah, coming out, full figure, and I have probably a bust as well. Yep, beautiful sculpture. The bust, like. I, I'm not really, I loved Rebels, the cartoon. I haven't watched the new live thing. So, and not Rebels, uh, the Clone Wars cartoon. I had a situation not that long ago where I said, hey, Laura, we're like a season behind in Mandalorian and this new one's coming out. We still haven't seen Andor. And she goes, you know, sweetheart, I just, I'm not really into it like you are. And we've been together 43 years, right? Yeah. This is the first time getting wind of this. So, so, so she's played the game for that long. That's, a, that's a good wife. Guess, right? That's a good wife. <laughs> so I got to go back and catch up on all three of those things. I, I Rebels is really good. Cool. I, there's like, it starts out terrible. Like the first, they're like, this is a kid show. This is stupid. Uh-huh. But then it kind of, it finds its footing and it gets really good. Yeah. But you need to watch Clone Wars before, which sucks. And right? I've seen a bunch of Clone Wars. Okay. Did you see Young Ones or whatever it is? No, I didn't. No. Is that the Young Ones that Anakin kills later? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of. <laughs> my favorite Star Wars moment after, like, because I'm not a fan of, like, the newer stuff I just haven't liked. But my favorite Star Wars moment in the last five, whenever I watched it, because I watched Clone Wars late. Uh-huh. is when Ahsoka just ba- basically gave the Jedi the middle finger and was like, I'm yeah. out of here. Screw you guys. This is stupid. I'm gone. And then, and that's where like, I've watched some of the stuff with the series she has now, and it doesn't have any of that. Like she doesn't, oh. she's so stoic, I think in this oh, newer stuff. Bad. And it's like, come it's on, that's, I want cool more of the mouthy, bad. like I'm out. Screw you guys. I'm done. Right. But that's this because Mandalorian was so popular being quiet. And just, yeah. You know, don't know. I don't. Yeah. Nice. No. This is a great sculpture, though. Well it done is. over there at Rise 3D Printing. Check it out. It'll be out soon. All right. So there will be a bust coming as well. So if you don't want the full figure, there will just be an Ahsoka bust. 
And wait, let me go back to that so people can get it's cut really well. Mm-hmm. Right in waist. That's nice. Um, and this is another piece they have come as their first in a series they're calling the signature series as well of historical figures. And this is Joshua L. Chamberlain, who fought, who was, I think he was a professor and then went and fought for the Union Army and was think, a Medal of Honor recipient. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, but he might have wrote my confession. Okay. Which is kind of what Blood Meridian is kind of based on. A real telling of that time. Okay. But I think this is who wrote wrote my confession. I'd have sure, to look. I'm sure Joe will get back with me and explain it. All. I bet he will. I am not a buff. I do not know my Civil War history other than the stuff I learned in fifth if, grade. If you want to read true horror, yeah. Blood Meridian, Blood Meridian? And my confession will, will do it for you. All right. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds terrifying. <laughs> Blood Meridian so. was written by the same guy who did... Um, um, no country for old men just passed away. Oh, um, no, no country for old men is great. Like, I'll remember it in like five minutes. Cause I'm yeah. old. Hey, do it. I know the feeling. Yeah. That's it for news and reviews. Uh, we can do a quick workbench. Just, are you working on anything? Um, well, I'm going to get that Kong. So I'm excited to get that going. I got, a, I, I just printed a ton of orcs pieces. So I'm going to glue a bunch up, I think, and see where I go with that. Did you, I really want to. Which get orcs did you? Which orcs? Oh, they look kind of like military ones with detonators. But what's the company? Who's the? Oh gosh darn it! I got it off my mini factory. Is it the Mister Modulork? Oh yes, it is. I love yes, that guy stuff. Hey, like, thank you so much for dude. allowing me to spend my money at my <laughs> mini factory. For people way. who don't know, my mini factory—they have larger scale stuff. And as Rob has proven, and I have proven, you can take those minis and blow them up really big. I got to show you something. I'll be right back. I'm going to show you too, because I showed Brian, but I'm really excited about this. Like a 25 millimeter, no, 50 millimeter. I, I'm glad you're, oh, look at that. Beautiful. He's like a one six scale guy and his yeah. detail is all there. And for people like, when you sent me pictures of it, it doesn't do it justice. Seeing it right. in your hand like that is, so people, just because they're minis, if you have a printer, doesn't mean they have to be minis. So I did the same thing. I just showed Brian on our last. This was supposed to be a mini too, but it's a goblin wolf rider. Oh, it looks great. That I made like, look at his crazy face. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, that's beautiful. So he normally is supposed to be, you know, mini. Yeah. But you I'm can like, kind of tell when you're looking at the sculpture, you can go, yeah. holy, what's the detail here, right? And these are supposed to be sort of cartoony anyway. This It's yeah. Warp Miniatures that did this. Um, but yeah, Mr. Modulork is... He's got such cool things. Did you, if you go and look and they just, he just re-released them. The punk heads, he has orc punk heads, okay. like punk rockers. Yeah. And the one is Vivian from the young ones. Oh, young ones. With, yeah. With the stars across his head. I was and just like, talking to a couple yesterday about this. I, I love that show. Me. Love the young ones. I always thought I was closer to Neil. <laughs> I, yeah. You are very close to Neil. Just say lentils <laughs> one time. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm not, yeah, I don't know who I would be. I'm more Vivian. Like just shut <laughs> up. Like, I think, because I'm not Mike and I'm not Rick. <laughs> Sufferable right. prick. But, yeah. Oh man. I love that. People who don't know the young ones, please go watch the young ones. All right. Really? Uh, so anything else you're working on other than that? Printing. Um, I know videos. I got some of the, um, Aurora 
redos that I was thinking about needing to do an Aurora kit one of these days because yeah. it makes me always feel good. And I'll usually do it Spanguli for Halloween is doing double movie night. Uh-huh. So we got Abbott and Costello and Frankenstein, something like that. First movie. And then the newer invasion from Mars. But I'm a Spanguli guy. Yeah. So I tend, my Saturdays tend to be Spanguli. And then I, I usually stay up till Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea and go to bed after that. So <laughs> that's my Saturday. I'm glad that like p- other people can get him now, like around yeah. the country. Yeah, like, for sure. Available. Yeah, it's really good. You know, and, and the, some people you don't have to explain it to. Some people still shake yeah. your head. At I'd love to get him on. I wonder if we can. Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. That would be really cool. I've thought about it at our conventions. It's like, what would it take for me to get him? And I'm trying to work with my my affiliate that works with them. To see, yeah. You know, this guy? And so far, no good. Because he does all of them down here. I think, right. I don't know if he's traveling well. Is, is yeah, that true. He's got to be older than me. Yeah, he's, because I think everyone I've seen him at, he's always seated. He's always sitting down now, so. Yeah. Well. Yeah, that's about it. Outside of cleaning up the orc thing and. Um, I'm sure all I got to do is walk by something, right? We all have boxes and closets full of this stuff. Yes. I'll walk through and go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I got all the Hot Wheels that I've wanted to do. And so sooner or later, I'm going to do that. But then I get more interested in maybe doing a 3D boulder car or something like that, something that hasn't been made. Right. And not the Saturn. Again, every time we buy a new tool, I get so enamored by it. I just spend time and money on printing and and doing yeah. stuff. So that's awesome. I got um, my last set of orc pieces are cooking right now, and they'll be done probably in an hour. <laughs> yeah, and and, awesome. and to your point about gaming or modeling, there was a time. I mean, for heaven's sakes, there was a time when we didn't have models coming out, and you couldn't even get reissues. Nobody was reissuing shit back then. Yeah, and you know from what. 70 something to 81 when horizon screaming um billiken started to show up here and there and once in a while you get that Ravel reissue or something but there just was nothing so we all got into D. we're all lead builders we all yeah. have lead collections still because of it you know yep well why piss on something that kept us entertained I, when someone, when I die, someone's going to pick up this box and be like, what the hell is in this box? It's 120 pounds. And it's just Ziploc bags of little dudes. That's little guys. I know. Yeah. I know. But really, it kept us going. It gave it us something to do. I learned more techniques from doing all these stupid little figures. And they're not stupid. But I did. I learned a lot. I, I, dry I mentioned, I, you just hit it on the head. The first time, and I said, I've mentioned this on the show before. The first time I learned how to do dry brush and wash on chainmail, because before it was just you just painted silver, and I'm like, oh, that doesn't look good. And then you figured out paint it black, dry brush it, give it a what? You're like, it was like magic, like magic, right? Yeah, with little work. Yeah, and that's that's to the point of our hobby. A lot of it is technique. A lot of it is just trying it. A lot of it's being brave enough to hit it with a brush. Yeah, you know. I, I really believe our hobby is open for everybody. It's not some trick that David Fisher knows or you know or something like or that. Or anybody. That, yeah, I agree, right, too. You take the time. Like, Mike Wallace is a really good friend of mine. He lives down in Madison. Where was oh, that guy. Right? <laughs> I and spent I a night with that man. <laughs> What's that? I spent a night with that man. Oh, sure. <laughs> he, um, <laughs> he, he spends time on it. And you yeah. can tell. You know, you spend time on it. You can tell I kick out kits in a day or two. And but I there's feel something to that as well. Of right. Just getting something done to get the oh, ball rolling, therapy. you know? I, yeah. I call all of it therapy. Yeah. Man. 
And that's why me clipping and gluing pieces is therapy for me. It, it really just is. T- it is. It totally is. Oh, the little guys. It's been a rough couple of weeks moving, you know, a house yeah. in weeks. So every night when I get done, I sit on the dining room table <laughs> and just sit and paint the little guy yeah. and feel better about things. Yeah, and absolutely. Let the well, ibuprofen settle in, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I want to leave it there because that's a great yeah. place to leave it. Uh, cool. Thank you so much for filling in tonight. I'm happy and I'm sad that it's Scott couldn't awesome. make it. Yeah, well, well. You figure out can't replace that kind of greatness. Oh, you know, yeah. oh sit around he lets me know that every time. <laughs> I can imagine. I love him. I've been a fan of his for a long time. <laughs> Even when he's cocky, I still got a good spot for him. So he's come along. Yeah, I love what you guys do. Keep it up. And we love what you do too, sir. And something thank you these for younger doing people it. will do it, and then you can break off and we can do some monster mass and kill team together, right? For sure. Abs yes. Heck yeah. Cool. Thanks, man. We'll see you soon. Yeah. Take, Take care, care, everybody. I'm going to go ahead and do emails, voicemails, and corrections myself. Thank you again to Rob Madison for stepping up and joining in. Uh, If you want to send us a voicemail, in in the chaos, I wasn't able to get the button (laughs) set up for this, but it is 708-816-4299, 708-816-4299. I'll put it in the description below. And the email, if you want to send us an email, smileclubtv at gmail.com. We only have a couple emails here. and. I have some things. Ooh, this kind of messes stuff up. Ah, uh, how am I going to do this? Oh, Scott, you messed me up. All right, first voicemail is from. Let's just play it. And the thing is, these are kind of aimed at Scott, and I wish he was here to hear them. Um, can I get a bit of volume? Mic check, check, check. Scott, can you hear me? Is this thing on? Uh, this is Mike Parks, uh, sole creator and forever owner of Mad Lab Studio. Well, I caught wind of what's happening down there, and uh, I just wanted to let you know, Scott, um, I don't love it. Matter of fact, I pretty much hate it. There is a reason I sculpted small, because that was my thing. Uh, The line was called Tiny Terrors for a reason, and uh, it wasn't because they were big. So, uh, yeah, it looks like you're getting a bit uh, bit carried away with this whole 3D printing deal. Oh, and before I forget, I was also asked to pass along a message. That message is... uh, Fuck Jason Walker too. What? All right, thanks, Mike. Uh, I want to know how these dead people are getting phones. Uh, how are they getting into the phone lines? They have actually have a phone. Is it internet based? Is that how it's happening? I don't know. I don't know what I did to Mike. Mike. Whatever. All right. Next voicemail. So, some fool in the realm of the living dare impersonate me. The dark one. The tempter, Lucifer, Beelzebub, all-seeing and all-knowing. Well, let me tell you this. I've never referred to myself as Lord Hate. Such an utter ridiculous attempt to jest. I will deal with that Nimrod when I do. He will beg for mercy and repent and regret that he had called him and made such a jackass of himself. <laughs> John Ducky roams freely. His disdain feeds my hunger. His hate stokes the flames of Hades. He's my minion, my homunculus. Oh, and one last thing. Fuck Jason Walker, too. Dude, what have I done to Mike, the devil, John? Ah. Uh, whatever. Well, there we have it. Mike's not happy. The Great Deceiver is not happy. 
The greatest thing about those voicemails is that Google Voice, when you leave a voicemail, it does a uh, printout typing of what the voicemail says, and it ridiculously gets it wrong every time. Oh, it's quite funny. All right. On to the emails. Hey, Scott and Jason. This is from Roy Kirchhoff. He's got some stuff in the gallery this episode. Uh, hi, Scott and Jason. Great show. The Mike Berglund interview was very good. I have four of his kits, Spring Hill Jack, The Heap, The Wasp Woman, and The Devil Witch. On a non-related subject, here are a few photos of my flipper. Next episode is the big eight zero. Yes, this was episode 80. Uh, cheers, Roy Kirchhoff. Everybody check out Roy's work. I will stick it in the gallery. I'll do a quick there, but the rest will be in the gallery at the end. Thanks for sending it in, Roy. I deep, deeply appreciate it. I really do. Uh, next, from uh, Raymond LeGrant. Uh, he sent in the pictures of his lit up, and he had the email last time. He sent us his lit up model kits. He sent me the links to the YouTube videos, and I can't show you <laughs> the picture I had because of the way things went sideways here with missing a person. So uh, I will put all of the links down below to every single thing he sent me. So if you're interested in seeing how Raymond LeGrant put those uh, lit, lit those kits and what they look like in action, follow the YouTube link, subscribe to his channel as well. So you can see anytime he has something. Thank you, Raymond, again, for sending those in. Appreciate that as well. Uh, this is from Scotty Mills. So this goes back to our little chiller discussion earlier. Uh, hi, guys. I flew down to Jersey Fest for the first time, and it was a fun weekend. It was great running into a lot of old friends I hadn't seen in a while. It was a good show, and there were a lot of great kits for both sale and in the model contest. I thought it was best to wait for Jersey Fest to be over before I would write and put in a plug for the upcoming Chiller Theater model contest in Parsippany, New Jersey, on Halloween weekend. The show itself runs from the 27th to the 29th, but the model contest is only on Saturday, the 26th of October. The model room will be open on Friday night for a couple of hours to take in any entries of people staying in the hotel who don't want to leave them in their hotel room overnight. One of the benefits of entering the model contest is that if you are the only coming for the day, you get to go in ahead of the rest of the line uh, with your entry, where they will take your ticket, give you a wristband, and send you up to the contest room. That way you skip what can be a very long line to get into the show. The Chiller Model Contest is a lot different than, say, Wonderfest or Jersey Fest, as it is much of a part of a much larger show. Those other shows tend to be uh, destination shows where people attend because of the model kits. In Chiller, we have people who have shown up to see Frankie Avalon, Emmanuel Lewis, or even the Chips reunion. Yes, Ponch and John will be there. It's a great way to expose new people to the hobby and show off your modeling skills to people who otherwise may be unaware. Maybe they will want to pick up a paintbrush because of it. Just like we were talking about hobby outreach, great way to do it here. Because of our location, a lot of people live close enough that they don't have to make the weekend out of it. They can show up on Saturday morning, enter their kits, spend the day wandering around the show, and head home after the contest closes. They don't have to incur the expense of a hotel room. Remember, we spend a lot of time, effort, and money building these models. We may as well take as many opportunities as possible to show them off so people can appreciate our work. We are hoping for a good turnout this show, and based on those we talked to at Jersey Fest, I think that will happen. We saw a couple people at Jersey Fest who entered their first contest last October at Chiller and ended up winning awards at Jersey Fest. They indicated they will be at Chiller. We also had a couple of other vendors indicate they want to donate kits to sponsor, and a few are considering getting tables in future shows. 
So that is all positive and indicates some growth. I don't think we will ever get back to the heyday where the vendor's room had both booths for Screamin', Horizon, Cellarcast, Janus, but with the rise of 3D printing, I think we can see a lot more models for sale in the vendor's area. For more information, people can visit the website chillertheater.com, and if they have uh, questions, they can contact me by email at chillermodels at gmail.com. If I recall, Jason had a button for this last year, and I can't put the buttons up right now because of the what happened today. So I also want to thank you both again for your help in promoting us and helping us find sponsors for the contest. It has been a big help, and I think it will bring the contest back to what it should be. Cheers, Scotty Mills. So yes, if you're interested in donating a kit uh, as a prize for that contest, please contact Scotty Mills. I'll put the email here at the bottom of the screen. Um, model, uh, chillermodels at gmail.com. That's the email address. And if you want to participate in that show, please do so. It only costs you one day if you live out there. I think that's great that you could, you don't have to spend the weekend uh, to enter that model contest. I know for Adepticon, that's if I have to drive there back and forth to enter stuff. So it's nice to go one day and be out with your model. Uh, check out chillertheater.com. Check out the show if you're in the area, or if you just feel like driving out that far, check it out and, and take care of that. So that's it for emails. We have some stuff in the gallery here at the end, some really cool things. Thank you to Jesse Rubin for the giveaway. There will be more giveaways on the next episode, I promise. And thank you again to Rob Madison for filling in. Uh, we hope things are going better for Scott tonight. And, and we will see you next time on episode 81. Say goodbye, Scott. Goodbye. <laughs>